The Bible Study Podcast, episode 728. Today, the Bible Study Podcast finishes the book of 2 Corinthians. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We are going to finish up the book of 2 Corinthians today with the final warnings from Paul. And next week, I think we're going to start studying some of the minor prophets. We're going to go back to the Old Testament, to the book of Hosea. But first, 2 Corinthians 13. This will be my third visit to you. Every matter must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. I already gave you a warning when I was with you the second time. I now repeat it while absent. On my return, I will not spare those who sinned earlier or any of the others. Since you are demanding proof that Christ is speaking through me, he is not weak in dealing with you, but is powerful among you. For to be sure, he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by God's power. Likewise, we are weak in him, yet by God's power, we will live with him in our dealing with you. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you, unless, of course, you fail the test? And I trust that you will discover that we have not failed the test. Now we pray to God that you will not do anything wrong, not so that people will see that we have stood the test, but so that you will do what is right, even though we may seem to have failed. For we cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. We are glad whenever we are weak, but you are strong, and our prayer is that you may be fully restored. This is why I write these things when I am absent, that when I come I may not have to be harsh in my use of authority, the authority the Lord gave me for building you up, not for tearing you down. And so Paul is saying here as he closes this letter that he is coming back, and again, he doesn't want to be the angry Paul. He wants them to deal with these issues that he has brought up so that when he comes back, there can be time of joy and rejoicing. He doesn't want to abuse his authority as he has to build, to tear down, but instead for building up. He wants to come and encourage them and doesn't want to have to deal with some of these issues. And so this is kind of his wrap-up for this whole letter here is he's written them this letter because there are things that need correction. We remember that one of the issues that we've seen in both these two letters to the Corinthians in terms of things that needed correction is that they're breaking into little groups. They're breaking into us and them. We are followers of Paul. We are followers of Paulus. And this breaking into little groups, this deciding who is in and who is out, is something the church has had problems with since the time of Paul, if not before then. It is still easy for us to forget that we are all Christ's and to try and draw the circle a little too small, to try and draw the circle of who is in and who is out in the same way that Jesus had trouble with the Pharisees. Remember when Jesus is meeting with the Pharisees and they're talking about love your neighbor, the the question they say is, who is my neighbor? And they're really trying to say, who is not my neighbor? Who can I draw outside of the circle? Who, who do I not have to love? And the church here in Corinth is having that same problem. And I think the church today has that same problem of, of failing to remember that we are called to love all. And it's easy to see why we can pick sides over different issues or where we can pick sides over different leaders. 
but we don't do so for the glory of Christ and for the good of the church. And so that's kind of the issue that Paul is dealing with here as he's trying to encourage them in these different habits like giving, when he's trying to encourage them to to reconcile with one another and to forgive one another as he talks about at some lengths in these chapters. He's trying to encourage them to live in joy. He's trying to encourage them to live as far as depends on them at peace with one another. And Paul continues and concludes this way. Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Strive for full restoration, encouraging one another. Be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All God's people here send their greetings. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. It's easy to take some of these words in the greetings and just see them as greetings and not dive into them. So I want to push in just a little bit into what these say. And so he says, rejoice. It is desire for the church and our desire for the church should be that we live in joy, that if we are living in a relationship with God, that should be a joyful relationship. Remember that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, and joy is right up there in the beginning, that we are not called to be joyless people. We're not called to be lawful people in the sense that people who are full of law, but instead full of grace, and that leads to joy. If you're around people who love you, who live out grace, that should be a joyful life. And and so his call for them, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Encouraging one another, be of one mind, live in peace. My prayer for the church today is the same, that we would encourage one another, be of one mind, and live in peace. And when I say be of one mind, I don't mean you should think like I do, or I should think like you do, but we both should think like Christ does. We both should look at people the way Christ would look at them and that we should allow the Holy Spirit to change our minds, to show us where we need correction, and to move us more and more to be like Christ. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Do we think of God as the God of love and peace? We certainly should as Christians. Certainly the God who loved us so much that he sent his Son. Certainly the God who could bear the death of Christ more than he could bear the loss of his people. It says, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And I think it's interesting which choices he uses for the different persons in the Trinity. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace, God's riches at Christ's expense is one way to remember that phrase, but it's those things that we get that we do not deserve, such as what Christ did for us. And so when we think of Jesus, we should think of grace. And when we think of the Father who sent the Son, we should think of love. We should think of the Father who loved us so much and showed it in this way by sending Jesus. And then the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, that part of what the Holy Spirit is to do with the church, it's to make us more like Christ, as we said, that would be sanctification, making us holy. But it also is to draw us together. The Holy Spirit, that presence of God living in us, draws us to one another, should make us less selfish, uh, selfish which always gets in the way of fellowship, and should make us more like Christ, is making us more like Christ, day after day after day. 
And so my prayer to you also, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And come back next week, and we're going to pick up back in the Old Testament in the book of Hosea. We've studied Hosea just once before. I think I've only done one chapter, and the name of that episode was, Would God Ever Want You to Marry a Prostitute? Because, strangely enough, that's what he asks Hosea to do. But you have to come back next week for that. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Are you concerned about tensions in the Middle East? Do you wonder where we're currently at in the biblical timeline? Are we really in the last days? Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Carl Muller with the Inside the Epicenter podcast. Every week, my co-host, best-selling author Joel Rosenberg, and I answer those questions and more. You'll hear inside knowledge of our meetings with leaders at the highest levels of government in the U.S., Israel, and the Middle East, equipping you to filter the news with biblically sound insights. Find Inside the Epicenter on your favorite podcast app or go to joshuafun.com to listen and subscribe.